House of Low is a sanctuary for finding connection to your truest essence. House of Low invites you to be the creator of your own life, embracing the unknown and accepting what the universe has in store for you. House of Low is a haven for abundance, beauty, connection, freedom, where your soul's yearning for more is met with the deep belief that there is enough on this earth for everyone to thrive. House of Low is a community that holds space for your next evolution. Even when your world is seemingly crumbling around you, you are unstoppable. House of Low guides you to your eternal spirit, allowing you to fully come home to yourself within yourself, holding all the new things that the universe will open up for you. House of Low is birthing a spiritual renaissance, setting the stage for your own personal rebirth through victory and wisdom. Enter into the House of Low and step into the flow of miracles, magic, and synchronicity. You're safe here. House of Low, a sanctuary for the soul. I'm Lo, your host, and it's an honor to share this space with you. Thank you for listening. Truly, it is time for us to activate heaven on earth. Welcome in. I am feeling into how sacred today is going to be because of my incredible guest that has been drawn into my reality. I can feel that we are a match for each other because we we talk a lot about the same things and we're teaching about these very deep ways of living um, as a soul on earth. And so I am honored truly to welcome Heather Allison to the House of Low podcast. She is a sacred feminine and shamanic and soul guide for women doing such incredible work. Like your work truly moves me. So welcome, Heather. Thank you for being here, love. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm feeling this. Thank you. Yeah, me too. I would love for you to give just a little bit of background on you and, and what led you to this moment in your life and on your mission. Miracles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had my spiritual awakening at 40, I'm 47 mm. right now. And so it's, it still hasn't been exceptionally long. I mean, seven years is a fair amount of time, but, yeah. um, as far as in the scheme of things in your life, that's, you know, what most people would consider kind of later. Yes. Um, and it happened through a kind of just a a series of events that this is one of the reasons that I teach the way that I teach in my containers too, is, um, kind of when we, when we kind of let ourselves trip along with creation, trip along with the, you know, energetics and the unseen realms and, and all of that, um, and, and learn to kind of walk with them a bit more powerfully, we're really powerfully guided, really strongly guided into the things that we're meant to be doing. And in a way that's not quite so, uh, hard and traumatic in my experience, I'm sure it still can be for some, but, um, yes. but, uh, I, I signed up for a coach training program because I had been married and divorced, really toxic relationship, uh, two other relationships that didn't work. And I was kind of getting into like, you know, 39 going like, or, you know, 
close to it and going like, what am I, where is this going to, where am I going to figure this out? And so I signed up for this, basically this love coach training, not because I wanted to be a coach. I didn't even know the industry existed at that time. Um, I wasn't familiar with it. I just wanted all the information. I just wanted to change my life. So I was like, just give me, is there anything this woman does that teaches everything? And she did this coach training. So I was like, give it to me. (laughs) And, uh, the day before coach training started, I got laid off from my job. And so I was like, Oh, Hey universe. Okay. I see you. And I just was like, okay, well, we'll just do this and we'll give it a shot. And I like hung out my shingle as a love coach for a while. Um, you know, uh, it was founded on like feminine and masculine energetics. So that's really the yeah. seed that uh, was planted. Um, but through the course of coming more into my own feminine energetics, I had a really powerful spiritual awakening and, and then the doors got blown off and it was really, I started, um, working with what I call my cosmic team, not thinking that I had a cosmic team at that. I didn't know that I was yeah. intuitive at all at yeah. that point. Um, and, and started receiving the work that I teach now. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I'm always moved by hearing like a story like yours, which is unbelievable to people. And that's exactly the point. You know, yeah. I would also never think you were 47 in the best way. And oh, this oh, thank what you. people don't understand about Ascension is you look younger as you get older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's that part. Your DNA is definitely crystalline or getting there. Yeah. So congratulations on the work that you've done. I truly see it and I feel it. I actually would love, so today's tea is on living our destiny. And, you know, Heather and I were talking before we recorded about how a lot of people's lives, you know, we're recording in 2023 are recalibrating and AKA falling apart seemingly overnight. Mm-hmm. Relationships are falling apart, you know, jobs, ways of being, people are being pushed out of where they live and being asked to relocate and move somewhere else and relate, you know, family dynamics are changing and friendships and it's really health stuff is always in the mix. The body is speaking all the while to us. And I myself have gone through next level dark nights of the soul in the last, you know, few years, but definitely the last year. And I've been pushed into my (laughs) mission and destiny as someone who has self-sabotaged for a long time, struggled on earth. I just do. I still do. Like earth is just hard. The density is hard. The consciousness is low. And a lot of us are old souls, very ancient. And a lot of us are star seeds. And we've lived in other civilizations that were absolute oneness. And so we come here and it's like, whoa, separation. But obviously we know that's an illusion, but it doesn't feel like an illusion here, you know? And so I would just love to start off with destiny and how you know, given everything you've gone through and are living now and teaching now and the people you're helping and healing and how you're, you know, continuing to heal yourself. How do you think about destiny? Yeah. And I just want to say really fast about everything that you just said. I've been feeling it as well. There are, there are, I feel aspects of the places where we haven't really been walking our destiny, right? Like walking our sacred destiny, walking those paths that we're supposed to be walking here and bringing, I feel like so many of us here are supposed to be bringing through, like, it's just time to bring through so much more beauty, right. And so much more harmony and so much more connection to nature, like the return to nature and the return to our bodies and the return to connection with one another. And, and the, 
the collective as a whole and the I keep getting chills this whole yeah. time, like the collective as a whole like the world that as it is now our conditioning as has been kind of handed to us and the ways that we've been forgetting is so good at convincing us that we're supposed to be doing things a certain way or that we need certain things or that we need to be you know buying into whatever is being sold and hawked in the, at yeah. the moment and I feel like there's no shame in forgetting. Like I move through cycles and ebbs and flows of forgetting as well. Cause we do, cause we have to, cause we're in process of, of yeah. remembering, but those things that we've been forgetting and that we've been kind of distracted by all of the shiny stuff or all the ways that this conditioning has kind of been, you know, convincing us to buy in those are, I feel responsible for the quote unquote dark nights of the soul that we're experiencing, at least in my experience and what I'm seeing in my clients, because there's a lot of stuff that we're just being asked to kind of, um, prune away that isn't meant to be here. And that really doesn't belong, especially if where we're going, especially like where each of us individually are, are going when it comes to our calling. And so that for me to answer your question is kind of the, like our sacred destiny is the reason our soul came here in the first place. Yeah, It's, it's kind of the medicine that we signed up for that she signed up for he or she signed up for to deliver to this world. And it doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't have to be through business, but through anything, whether you're a teacher or a healer or a lover or a, like anything that there's a form of medicine we came here to bring. And everything that we can feel calling us. I don't care what it is, whether it's about money or success or, or a relationship or anything, children, anything it's intrinsically connected to that. Yeah. And, and when we can start, like I said, kind of pruning away the ways that this world has caused us to forget, conditioned us to forget um, what that medicine is that we're here to bring, what that wisdom is, what that beauty is that we're here to bring, then we like things just start kind of connecting and falling into place a little bit more yes. easily. doesn't mean it's going to be easy all the time, but easily things, like I said, kind of following the path of miracles. That's why I said that in the answer to the first question you asked me, which was like, how did I get here? It was that it was, it was really holding something much higher that I was in service to um, bringing through, even if I couldn't define it perfectly and allowing for the kind of the orchestration to happen around yeah. me, and for me and for me. Yeah most people are trying to understand why they're not satisfied with their life currently when they have things that they should be happy with. Mm-hmm. And then if people were honest, like I've had to be with myself is my heart always has called me to certain things, certain people and certain ways of being. And then my human fights against that. Yeah. And, you know, the intuition cannot be explained. It just can't. And so like, when we are called somewhere or when someone moves us in a way that doesn't feel quite normal, I feel that everyone's being asked to like, look at, instead of running from that or turning away from that, like that's the thing to look at. That's Mm -hmm. the feeling to dive into. That's the moment, right. To stop and reflect. I have been (laughs) running from my divine destiny for many years the universe we do though we do yep the the <laughs> universe um you know showed me what it is i'm full blown intuitive i know a lot of things before they're going to happen just like you do and it is extremely difficult to live with that on earth yeah. you know i'm watching like i know the person i'm going to be with 
literally know who it is. <laughs> and I'm having to watch us in separation do the work we have to do to come together. Mm-hmm. I'm having to watch myself get over certain habits and ways of being so that my mission and business can come to life in a way so I can then attract the people I'm here to really work with and help heal themselves, you know? So I'm, I'm, as you, I'm so intuitive. And sometimes I see why it's extremely difficult to be here because we're also coming with gifts that earth needs that aren't celebrated yet fully in the culture. So like the, like what you've built and what you've created and continue to create, it's just coming from your pure faith and courage. No one's like giving us a big round of applause doing these things. In fact, anybody doing spiritual work is as part of their mission on this planet is highly triggering. And part of what I've had to make to be okay with is that I'm, I might be meant to trigger certain people, you know, and it's really activating them, but let's call it what it is. Like in the moment, it feels hard for people, you know, but I think about how I've been activated and triggered by other people. And that's where my greatest growth came from. And Mm -hmm. all of that is what's pushing me (laughs) lovingly into my destiny and into my highest timeline. But our our human is also very strong and powerful and can do and will itself to do a different timeline until we learn the hard way, if you will. And so I would just love to hear what you think about like those nudges we get towards our destiny and the constant sort of, you know, battle for lack of a better word, it feels when we're not listening to those nudges, but then we're rerouted and all of a sudden we're back in the same place. Like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my path of truth. This is the right path, right? The million dollar question every human wants to know is, am I on the right path? But some people don't even know what they're asking for in terms of the path to what, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would just love to hear what you, how that lands for you. Yeah. Well, the path to what for me is just like I said, that the source of every single calling that we have, every single desire that we have is our soul. Yeah. It's like, it's like, that's the, that is the calling. It's an existential one. It's not a thing. It's not a, it's not a stuff. It's not even an experience here. It's really like full. Can I swear on here? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's just full okay. fucking alignment. And we know what that feels like because we will feel it. Not because we've necessarily had the experience of it already, but because we will know it, we will feel yeah. it. The first part though, is like, we're all, of course we're on the path. Of course we're on the right path because it's so important to take any of the shame and kind of rejection out of, but am I getting this wrong? Yeah, we do. We do get it wrong. And it's on purpose. My experience of the wobbles of the forgetting is that we forget so that we can remember and we forget so that we can remember more powerfully. Like right. some people will come here. I am sure it wasn't me, but some people will come here and just, it'll totally be something that's so easy for them. And it'll just be like, they're totally clicked in and they just walk the world in that frequency. And they just walk around kind of being this kind of pure vessel that doesn't really have to kind of human as much Uh as, you know, like move through, uh, the, the kind of the forgetting that we have here. Most of us though, especially where we are, I feel like as a collective, most of us are going to move through phases and like spiral rings of forgetting because we're being asked to remember and trust from within 
those places, not because it's all so easy. And so, and so like easy for me to find and easy for me to choose. And I do it right all the time, but because there's an alchemy that happens, there's a healing that happens inside that place where it's like, you know, moving through a phase of forgetting. So like, I have been moving through this as my business grew and, and the first like five years of my business, it was all just, I mean, it's always been soul guided and just yeah, like trusting and, and like being in service and delivering with the medicine and, and, and just trusting it's going to become what it wants to become. I got a little swept up into the industry and all of the, like, how many thousands are you going for this month? And like, how much are you making? And like, how many K, uh, you know, what, like whatever. So I got ooh, a little got distracted by that. And, yeah. and that quote unquote experts that are, that talk about like, yeah, your, you know, your message needs to be this, or it needs to be understood, understandable in this way or what have you. And I got a little, as it grew, I kind of thought I needed to take on more of like CEO role, if that makes sense, more like buttoned up and less mystic me, you know? Uh-huh. And, yep. and so I went through a phase of forgetting that landed me in a nice dark night of the business soul, which as oh, yes. and, and, uh, it's through that though, I feel like that I have a, and I'm getting chills again, that I have such a clearer understanding of exactly what my medicine is and exactly how it feels to be on the side of the forgetting. Because it's mm-hmm. one of the things I love the most is that women just know that they're supposed to be here. Yeah. And you will have people telling me that's like, that's not enough if you want to grow your business and scale your business and all that stuff, but that's trusting in the mystery. Yeah. And that's what I'm here for. Like, that's what I'm here to have us do is like trust miracle, forge a new relationship, create a new relationship of communing with the unseen and invisibles, invisible realms within us and around us. And, and to literally walk that path of remembrance and that path of like our sacred destiny that is about becoming the deepest and fullest vessel for our soul. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. Yes, I kind of very much so. When I, when I start talking. Very much so. Okay, Thank good. you. Talk to me about being a mystic on earth. <laughs> I know all about it. So yeah. it's a wild. It is wild. Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh because um, we see things that not everyone can see. I would argue, I mean, everyone has intuition, but most people are closed off from it and they might not be meant to discover it that deeply in this lifetime, right? It's just, it's a big lesson, very high spiritual path to come into this life with intuitive gifts. I mean, that was learned and mastered over other lifetimes. Like people forget yeah. that. It doesn't just, I mean, it turns on, but it those are things, those are gifts the soul has, right? And so for me, or it's a spiritual responsibility bestowed upon us, like our yeah. sacred duty, right? To come here and have that and, and to use it, of course, for light and as a superpower, not for, it can be wielded too, for dark, darkness. Yes. Yeah. So there's that part, <laughs> but we won't get into that right now. But I think you know, the biggest piece, I'm curious, like what it, what it is like for you to live as an intuitive mystic on earth at this time. Um, well, it's so funny. Cause I feel like I lived most of my life kind of feeling like I should be like, I just, I wanted to be more intuitive. And I thought there yeah. was like, I'm pretty sure there's something like, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to have more gifts than this, but I kind of, it was that Harry Potter thing where I, well, except for this isn't how it happened in Harry Potter, but I was like, I wished somebody would just show up to my door and tell me, sure. or like see it in me and then help me, uh, you know, Hear it out. Yeah. It. right. Um, my spiritual awakening happened through a dream 
where I had mm. uh, the man I, I call my cosmic teacher uh, came to me in a dream in an ancient Egyptian temple and offered to be my teacher. And I said, yes, in the dream. Wow. And he guided me deeper into the temple and took me into this sacred room and showed me a sacred book and like introduced me to somebody who's going to be supporting me. Help. Anyway, it was really fascinating. I thought it was just a dream. I've always dreamed quite a bit. Yeah. Same. Uh, and then things started probably within two months, things started happening in my waking life that were referring directly to things in the dream. I was like, wait, what is happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and I sat down and I just decided, okay, it's so like after I kind of couldn't keep ignoring it anymore. I just sat down and was like, is something actually happening here? How do I, as I just yeah. sat down and meditated and was like, listen, dude, if you're trying to talk to me, like, uh, here's how this is going to go. And I was so afraid. I was like, am I talking to a ghost? Is this bad? Right. right. Um, all that to say, it's a whole lot of trust. I feel it's a whole lot of like venturing beyond what we're comfortable with, but at the same time, really, 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 really being clear about what we're in service to. Meaning like I was very clear that I did not want to be engaging with anything, anyone, any being any energy that wasn't in service to my soul, in service to divine love, light, truth, you know, I was really like, that was my fire around it. Like I was like, I'm so curious and I'm willing to open beyond my discomfort and beyond my fear here. And got to be very, very fucking clear that this is, this is the only thing that I'm going to tolerate, if that makes sense. And I, wasn't expecting for this to be my answer to that question, but I feel like it's kind of important for anybody who is either really intuitive and a mystic or who feels like they might be and are opening into their, their path, um, is that's kind of the both and that we're being asked to hold is kind of opening into and trusting into what we don't understand, what we don't get to control, what we don't get to understand, what we don't get to have <laughs> a nice clear memo and like, oh, <laughs> these are the steps that I'm going to, here's my yeah. dossier and, and really yeah. like opening beyond the discomfort of that and trusting into it a bit more and really knowing what we're a stand for. And I'm getting such like full body chills around this because mm-hmm. that feels like one of the most important messages for like our time truly is like, what are we a stand for? And like, like energetically, um, on this planet and those cannot yes. be, yes, yes, yes. those cannot be separated. Thank you. I'm going to write a book one day called both. And so you just were another Oracle they use to bring that through. I don't hear people say that phrase that much. So thank well, this is clearly you why you were feeling like oh, we're yeah. soul family, because that's, yes. that's one of the phrases I use most in my work. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. There's something there. See yeah. live. That's an yeah. intuitive nudge. Yeah. Probably should start writing it now and we should talk about it. It's offline. Yeah. Um, I'm with you because <laughs> our culture wants us to be an either or either or mm-hmm. is separation, you know, yes. and is I'm a soul and I'm in a human body yes. on earth. And Earth is not just the center of the universe. So anyway. And and like the spiritual bypassing stuff, like just mm-hmm. the love and like doesn't work. It's gotta be the mess and nope. the muck as well. And and it can't just be the mess and the muck if we can't forget the the love and light, or it yeah. all falls apart, literally. It just exactly. devolves into more and more and more and more wounds. Thank you for that. It's it's such a potent reminder for everyone to live in the both and is is really freedom to me, you know. And circling back to destiny. Um, This is a controversial topic because there's people obviously in our space that say, well, we can create whatever destiny we want and I can manifest whatever timeline I want. I don't believe that. No. And to me, that's the ego, you know? So there I've tried 
to outcreate my destiny that I knew and it was active, you know, once it's activated in you, you know, you can never unlearn it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, once you remember, you can never not remember sort of yeah. thing, yeah. you know, spiritually awakening is loosely defined as remembering you're a soul, an eternal being in a temporary human body. That's essentially what it is. And that we yeah. come from the same source. It's very tricky to navigate that, but it is absolutely the truth. And so there's that, that's what I stand for, but I've tried to manipulate my destiny. And when it wasn't, when it was requiring me and has, and continues to require me to master certain things before the next milestone or the next leg of the journey opens up, if you will, to use this language, when it requires me to let go of certain things, when it requires me to make a move, like travel for a year and move back east and then be guided back to San Diego now. And when it requires me to do all these things, I'm like, this is inconvenient. Like this can't be right. This can't be the destiny. When it requires when it leads me back to the same person again and again and again. And it just doesn't make sense in the 3D waking reality. I'm like, how is this my destiny? But I can feel my soul going, hello. <laughs> Are you paying attention? Because we're we're giving you a lot of signs. Like we're in your dreams. We're giving you signs. You hear your guides. You you pretty much have the blueprint and the roadmap to this destiny. And you're still fighting it. And I and I would have thought once upon a time, Heather, that the signs I've gotten now, the 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 um the clarity I have now, the it's almost laughable how obvious it is and the signs I would get. Like you, I'll have to talk to you offline about it. I would have thought that would have freed me to actually believe in this destiny, but I'm finding it's it's harder and harder because until it's all here in my physical waking reality, I'm sitting here like feeling crazy, you know, and there's people right now in the spiritual space that are teaching manifestation and, you know, plugging into the quantum and they're not, they're missing this piece. Yep. And I, I know destiny is one word to describe it. Um, our soul comes here for certain lessons and a mission. And that mission is usually involved with certain people. And like, it's only those people. You can't replicate it with another person. You can try. And often in my experience, trying to replicate our destiny with like false pieces of it results in a dark night of the soul. Because yep. it's 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 once again, it's like we're trying to become... I don't know how to say it. Like, it's almost, yeah, my guides just said the master of our own destiny when really it has to unfold. Like, we're almost not the master. Like, we're being taught. To your point, like, your teacher came into you. Like, we're in school here. It's a le- it's it's lessons here. Like, we're not the masters of our destiny. Because if we were, that means we could decide this piece and this piece. And some of it's predestined and preordained. And we decide at a soul level. This is what people don't want to hear. We decide before we're incarnated certain aspects of this destiny that will unfold at certain times. Um, So, and when we're ready, thank you guides. So I would just love to hear what you think of that hot mess I just attempted to describe because it does feel like that in day daylight. Yeah. It's not clean and linear. And it's one of my favorite pieces that you talk about in your messaging because even in the spiritual space, I'm finding people that are teaching things in this clean, cut, organized way. And I'm thinking, my life's like messy all the time, you know? So I would just love to hear what you think of all that. 
Yeah, I, I'm a thousand percent with you. There's a ton of people out there teaching wounded energetics and that's, that's, Ooh, I, that's I literally talk about like, um, sacred manifestation. Cause it's a very different ball game than, than the templates really that are being taught out there. That is like, do this exactly perfectly. There's a lot of shame in that. There's a lot of control in that. There's a lot of manipulation in that. And, and, um, if you, if anybody out there is like thinking about about why that's wounded. The idea that like, if I just do this perfectly, then I can control my life and I can control nature and I can control the universe in essence and the quantum realms. If I do this, these exact steps in order in exactly the way I'm supposed to, then I can manipulate what's, what's happening. First of all, feel into how manipulation and control feels to receive yeah. Is it not the thing that's the, it's responsible for everything in this world that we have a problem with? Yes. <laughs> it's like, and, and so oh. those things are not, they cannot, they cannot be a part of sacred energetics. They literally cannot be there. Literally the uh, manipulation is, is wounded feminine and control is wounded masculine. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, mystic brain. This is one of the things that <laughs> I don't know if this happens to you. you. Yes. You were <laughs> in flow though. <laughs> I was with you. Um, so that's the first part. The other thing that was interesting to me is you were talking about like master our destiny, become masters of our destiny. Well, yeah. there's, there's different meanings for the word and different connotations to the word master too, yeah. right? Which is like, there's the master and slave, which again, really painful wounding created yeah. a lot of trauma, a lot of right. problems in the world. And then there's the mastery yes. word, which is you're actually constantly in relationship with it's not control over it's not conquering it's not um forcing it into oh that's where i was going to go it's not forcing it into a shape that we want it to be and like yeah. and, and constricting it into being what, exactly what we want it want it to be if you think of anyone with a phd or a mastery of anything like the great yes. masters they're not they never stop learning. They never stop being in relationship with the thing that they're in mastery with. It's yeah. a conversation. It's a living conversation. Yeah. That's mastery. That's the sacred form of mastery. Um, that, but if you think about any of the impulse behind, if I could just make this happen the way I want it to, if I'm perfect, then I can control and be in control of my destiny. If I get this right, if I do all these steps, if I have the highest vibration all the time, if I'm blah, 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 that's just machine. That's right. That's just production. That's, that's, right. that's not life. That's not soul. That's not nature. That's not beauty. That's not harmony. That's none of the, that's not love. That's none of the things that we actually crave. Everything we crave as humans cannot be a form or a function of machine. That's why feminine mysteries, it's gotta be about coming into deeper relationship and conversation and communion with the things that we don't get to have control over. And so again, it's always a both. And yes, you get to make moves and you get to have choices. We have this beautiful free will that we get to play with here. And it all has to be in relationship with the unknown and something that we don't get to control and something that we don't get to see and something that we don't get to understand fully and something that we're always going to be um in movement and in curiosity and like beginner's mind with if that makes sense. Mm, thank you for that. It's it's perfectly articulated. You know, and I think that um I've I've been able to look at 
when I'm allowing my destiny to unfold and just trusting more so in the present moment uh, nudges I'm getting about like, take this inspired action, go here, talk to this person, make this move or getting downloads, having a crazy dream like I did last night that was mm-hmm. very real and very much a sign for things to come. It's that's more what anchors us into the present moment and really honoring that every moment our destiny is here and unfolding more and more. Because sometimes I think, and I've been guilty of this, I've seen my destiny as like this thing in the far off. Totally. But we're living it right now. Yeah. And every move we make contributes to that destiny unfolding more and more. Some moves we make and some things we do or say or, or act on can actually rapidly accelerate one's Mm -hmm. destiny to unfold and some slow it right down, you know? And I have now third times a charm done this big, like run from my destiny, say I made it all up moving on. And then the universe guides me back to the same thing. And I'm like, okay, I get it. This is what I'm here to do. And now I'm navigating, moving through the discomfort of it. Like I've been, you know, I have these moments where I'm at odds with it because it's hard. It's just really hard. The mission I'm here for, like, it's just really difficult. And today's one that you caught me on a day where it's been really hard, you know, and I'm just authentic about that and transparent. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, it's not hard. It's really hard. And I'm like, damn, what my soul chose is so insane (laughs) for this lifetime, but I get it and I'm wired to do it. And that's what I want everyone here listening to know, like, your mission, you are wired to do. Like, it's not something you can fail at. Your, like, your soul is encoded with the codes to do it. So I have to remind myself that again and again. First of all, I chose it. Full responsibility, accountability, which my soul is, ask, our soul is asking us to have accountability in the human body that we chose. <laughs> like, and the mission we chose, you know, because the mission we're here for and the destiny we're, really here to experience and have is directly related to our gifts that can contribute to earth and the collective and the raising of the consciousness on earth. So how do you like look at your own life and be grounded and, you know, happy in your own life and your heart's desires? And how have you over time, like, you know, I I know you're teaching this now too, like how do you connect it and help people connect it to the wider collective? Like there's some people that, and I think they say this from even a heart centered place, like why should I care about the collective? Like, how can I impact this hot mess that is earth, right? Like if people feel hopeless in that way, which is rightfully so, because it feels too big earth, right? And even when you talk about the wildness of nature and, and it, it, all of it feels more powerful than we are, at least in an individual level. I don't believe that. I think our soul is extremely powerful. And then when we're in connection and community, who knows what we're capable of, right? Yeah. So how do you connect the dots for people from their own individual life and destiny to really the destiny of earth and the consciousness of this planet? I, know I was grabbing big. my pen because I was like, I don't want to forget these words that just dropped in. Uh, what's coming through to share and offer is like, where does beauty begin? Yeah. Like, where does beauty actually begin? And I don't even know that anything else wants to be said about that, which is so funny because usually it's like, oh, so much to say, but, but mm. I don't, <laughs> I like, it just feels like a mic drop moment <laughs> like, from my cosmic team. I feel um, it. Yeah, I feel it. My guys, it's like, where does beauty begin? Well, it begins in the, in the moments and it begins in the small things and it begins in 
the subtleties and it begins in care and it begins in intentionality and it begins in I'm just thinking of even like artists and musicians and anyone creating anything of beauty like how we would define it you know as far as like artworks and masterpieces and beautiful feminine really the feminine yeah yeah but it all begins from a choice of creating beauty yeah do you know it all begins from this moment from a singularity of of just choosing to create it to create beauty and like I've said I'm like I don't think anything else needs to be said and I feel like I'm kind of muddying it by even continuing to talk but it has to begin with us and it has to begin in our own lives and it has to begin with our internal selves and and the the feminine for me is you know, I work with, uh, it's a bit different than most of the feminine masculine energetics out there. Cause it's not just feminine and it's not just the polarity work of feminine and masculine. I work with right. the archetypal Trinity, which is the feminine and the masculine and what I call the creator archetype or primordial feminine or the zero point. She has many names. Um, but mm-hmm. it's the feminine, uh, energetics in general are where the masculine is based in like external necessary nothing we're not vilifying masculine here but it's based in external and singular the feminine is based in internal and eternal yeah and and expansion and depth you know and uh so it's connecting to creating beauty or choosing beauty or looking for beauty or alchemizing things into beauty internally and eternally so again it's kind of like can you begin inside and can you begin with soul or with something else like universe god whatever you want to call it something that is higher than just the the human perspective and the human experience where does beauty begin beauty is one of the my highest values it's actually one of the core values of my brand house of low. And when people hear that word, obviously they're thinking of the false beauty in our culture, but what we're really talking about is actually it's a principle and virtue that's been taught from all the masters, Yeshua. I mean, beauty is about absolutely about being embodied in, I think our body first for me, like if I'm at war with my body, I can't appreciate nature at all. I can't appreciate any beauty around me. If I can't connect with the beauty within me, you know? Um, and I also think that beauty is what makes life magical and what makes life worth living. If, if everything was to your point, just so, um, like uniform and, and, and blah, I don't have a word for it. No, nobody would want to experience life, you know? So, there, it's really, it's a powerful mantra for, I think all of us or really prompt for all of us to reflect on, because if you sit in a room with just neutral walls, you could imagine beauty and there's beauty in that too, but how are we finding the beauty in life? And I think the other challenge is today was like a challenging day for me. How am I finding the beauty in that? It's not bypassing, but it is like, we think we want to just feel happy all the time. Like people right. like if all these dark emotions went away, I would be much better. But the thing is the beauty in it is the spectrum, you know, it, otherwise it would just be one note um, in the, the moment. Machine. 
Exactly. It's so funny think, how we crave machine. Like we want control and we want things to stay yeah. the same and we want things we to be this like always ever increasing and getting better and better and better. Or we want it to always feel the same. We always want to feel good. And it's just, it's, it's the weird little twisted part of us as humans yeah. that crave machine. Yes. And I, I consider that to be um, just one of the biggest byproducts of the patriarchal conditioning that we have, because I don't feel like if you, and obviously I didn't live there, but, um, I, I would not imagine that any, any form of indigenous, like original peoples ever craved that no. truly, because there was so much, it was, it just simply was different every day. And yes. they knew that that's how life worked. And that's it right. was about being again, in relationship and communion and in dialogue with conversation with what is, and, 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 yeah creating beauty or seeking beauty or finding beauty from there. Mm. So beautiful. Such a beautiful place to end. I would love to actually have you give for anyone listening right now that is feeling called to make a change in their life or is feeling, you know, pulled to their destiny in a bigger way, but they're struggling with it, or they're not sure where to start to even like make changes. What would be a practice or a ritual, or even just a piece of wisdom that you would offer to someone in that space right now to not be so afraid of, afraid of it? Afraid of the change and afraid of the move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first is, in service of the both, both and like honoring both sides of you, right. Honoring both sides of the, the calling for more, um, allowing that, allowing yourself to understand that it is just simply a calling for more and to let it kind of almost be nebulous like that, instead of trying to define it and being like, I need to get there to get to that place. Um, but allowing just expansion or calling to kind of start yeah. moving you, but also taking care of the human part of you that has fear and it's okay. So can you do it in small steps? Small steps are fine. I always tell my clients movement begets movement. And if you just begin importantly, though, if you can begin by taking steps in service of something that you don't really understand yet, especially when it comes with just a feeling or a resonance huh. or a yeah. sense, or, you know, um, and I say a sense, meaning let it not make sense doesn't have to be a big hurl yourself off the cliff kind of choice, but can you let some choices that you're making right now for yourself in service of the more you're feeling called to, can you let those not make sense? Can you let them be based on something in the feminine deeper than your head, than your brain, than your monkey mind? Um, Cause that is exactly, it's like, it's like, um, it's like this bright blinking neon sign to the miracle realms. That's like, I'm, I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to, ah. to, like yeah. follow the breadcrumbs. I'm willing to be guided. Um, and, and then stay open to, like I said, movement begets movement, just beginning there can a lot of times, um, bring more and more and more and more and more of that. And, and that's, uh, I mean, that's, I feel like that's responsible for everything that transpired in my life in the past seven, seven, eight years. Yeah. It's all breadcrumbs. Thank it's you for that, Heather. Thank you for that so much. I'm, so moved by our conversation and by the work you're doing in the world. So thank you for being in your mission and following your destiny. Thanks I know so the challenges that come with that, but I can see that it lights you up and that you're really embodied and that's truly beautiful to witness. So thank, thank you. you. I would love for you to share, you know, how people can follow along in your work and connect with you and also work with you if they feel called. Yeah. Um, my website is heather-allison.com. I'm sure you'll be sharing links. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I am 
you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I am Heather Allison on Instagram. I'm probably more prolific on Facebook for some reason because I tend to be a long former, <laughs> like yeah. a long form writer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I just, you can't stifle me. So um, uh, yeah, character counts and me don't get along very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I have a podcast too that I'm actually just kind of getting back into. It's been quite a while since I have been doing anything in in that space, but that's coming as well. And as far as deepening into this work, um, I've really been guided to create something where there's there's a space for everyone. And yeah. uh, Golden Goddess is my signature mystery school where we really go deep into the archetypal trinity. And it is the deepest dive, but I have women who are like brand new to this work who come right in because they just simply feel called and they right. let it not make sense. Um, and then women who are, you know, farther along in their journeys, even very, very far in their journeys come in there for what I call a frequency bath and just, a, a, a yeah. entering into a different um, form of work. Um, uh, then I have Trinity, which is a really beautiful sacred feminine experience. Um, and there are three different tiers for kind of joining in there, including a really like light and, um, light and easy kind of dip a toe in kind of experience, but Ooh. I keep talking about this space as, as like, um, as like a spa yeah. or like, or yeah. like, um, kind of wading into temple waters, if you will. It's a gorgeous sacred feminine experience and a really beautiful way to enter in. And, and like I said, there are layers of depth. So if you want to go deep with me, there's a way to do that as well. And yeah. then I have another journey coming soon called lineage and legacy. And I'm just kind of in the place of like teasing about it right now, but in essence, it's a mix of feminine energetics and then really amazing, beautiful, sacred masculine frameworks to kind of help us enter into those feminine energetics and also to uphold them and create really powerful things in our lives and our businesses and our relationships and all the things. Hmm. So beautiful. I love all of that. And I can't wait to see how the work you do continues to shift people in their lives. Cause I know a lot of what you're doing is focused on the energetics, but we know that's how we create powerful things. So everything starts with energy. So thank you so much for being here, my love. And I'm wishing you the most magical summer ahead. Thank you so much for having me. With my deepest gratitude, thank you for listening today. Thank you for being here with me and the incredible souls that I'm honored to have these expansive conversations with. I pray you remember your divinity. I pray you know that you're here for a big mission. I pray you realize your gifts are a gift to this world and that you just being you is enough. I pray you know you are worthy of everything you deeply desire and that the higher realms and the magical, mystical forces all around you are guiding you. Allow them to. Trust yourself. You have a spark of the divine in you. Act accordingly.